You gotta make that crown and coke last You're slurring your words, you might fall down Looking for help and feeling groupsy I know you've got some plants a-growing Ain't you gonna sing with me? Dooby-doo-doo, feeling groopsy La-da-da-da-da-da-da, feeling groopsy Uh-oh, I crap my pants I'm awfully drunk and in a trance I'm going home, the rooms are spinning I puke my guts, I'm feeling groopsy Paul Simon rolled through for what is ostensibly going to be the final time. Now, these days, I take this with a grain of salt because how many times have we been told that by these guys? Sure. That this is it. I believe him, though. I do. I I believe him, too. I believe that this is the last time he's ever going to undertake any tour like that. Any big tour, city to city, all that stuff. This was next door, right? Yeah. Sold out? Um, Close to it. Real close to it. That's impressive. Um, He may do some one-off things, you know, yeah. like up in New York right. every now and then. But I, I do believe him when he says that this is the last time there's going to be anything like this, man. And I am so glad that I went to this because, honestly... I was kind of teetering. Do I want to go? Do I not want to go? Do I want to go? Do I not want to go? And finally, I capitulated and went, and I am so incredibly glad that I did. Saw him five years ago, and it was awesome. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Well, this is the third time that I've seen him. Twice in recent years. The other night, and the last time he came through here when he was sharing the bill with Sting, which... It's weird. It was really pretty neat. But I also saw him in 75, I guess, right after Still Crazy had come out. And he was playing McFarlane Auditorium then. And he had all the New York, the big New York studio guys like Steve Gadd, Richard T., Hugh McCracken, guys like that. If you follow the studio musicians scene up in New York, you know those names. Who doesn't? And they were all, that all played on the record, and he had gotten them all to go out there, go out on the road with him. But the other night, even though his voice is doesn't quite seem to have the oomph that it once did, although he never strained for notes, he was always able to hit notes. There just wasn't quite as much oomph as there mm-hmm. once might have been. 
he was still in fine, fine singing fettle. But the thing that I took away from him is the thing that I always always notice about him, and it doesn't get enough credit. He is an incredibly good finger picker on guitar. I mean, he is one of the best plying that craft. And it's effortless. Yeah. And I know all those guys who do that kind of thing like him and Gordon Lightfoot, you know, people like that. There are Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, and Lindsey Buckingham as well. Many, many more of them. They're all great finger pickers, but boy, he just makes it look so effortless. He may, I mean, to be able to do that and sing those songs at the same time and have it come off as just second nature, I don't see how guys do that. Yeah. And in his band the other night, he he kind of divided things up a little bit. He did all of, all of his regular stuff and stayed real true to it, but there was plenty of the South African stuff as well. Okay. And like last time he was through here, he had a band of nothing but the South African guys. And whenever he would do, you know, one of his more familiar folk tunes or soft rock tunes or something like that, he had those arranged to where had you the know, African vibe. Yeah, they had the African vibe to him, and you know, some people like that, some didn't. I thought he pulled it all off just fine, but see, you know, what's funny, like growing up in the '80s as a kid, that's the first super record that I remember where it was critically acclaimed it was all over MTV yeah you know Graceland Mm -hmm. is what I'm talking about was that 85 or something like that yeah something like that it was like the first one of those like adult oriented albums that just was bigger than life you know I mean Michael Jackson he had huge records but this Mm kind of it spanned generations, and it crossed over, and it was big with the Utes. It was big with the Olds. It was just big. The thing I most remember about that album is this was one of those where, that a guy put out saying, okay, this is going to be weird for you. This is not going to sound like anything I've ever done before. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nothing like what you expect. But if you listen to it, you will see that I can pull this off. I, and he did. Yeah, I can't and, believe and I it, bought that record. Huge. Did anybody give him heat for that at the time? Like, you know, sometimes now you'll have white artists get accused of appropriation and that sort of thing, whether it's valid or not. I mean, he went and said, I'm moving here, and I'm going to make an album that sounds like it's from here. I don't remember any backlash. Okay. Now I feel like you might he might run into a little bit of that. I don't know. He might be too big for anything like that. Another big takeaway... He is a very, very diminutive gentleman. <laughs> you knew that, though. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that that I'd, I'd ever been really close enough to him to see just how diminutive he is. In fact... What's he, 5'3"? Yeah, 5'3". Yeah, I think they list him as 5'3". And like, and when he and Garfunkel were together, they would be pictured together. And it seemed like Garfunkel towered over him, but Garfunkel's 5'9". <laughs> I'm taller than Garfunkel, but it seemed like he just... That he was 6'7". Yeah, it seemed like Garfunkel was 6'7", and Paul Simon was, you know, 6 feet. That's why that... That's why the... Was it Graceland, the song with Chevy Chase? No, which which song did... No, you can uh, call, me call me out. Yeah, you can call me out. When... That's why that video was funny. Yeah. Because Chevy Chase is 6'5". And they're sitting there dancing together next to each other. That song always whipped me, kind of. Did he play it the other night? Yeah, he played it the other night, and now I have a whole new appreciation (laughs) for it. You ever have something like that happen to you? Oh, yeah, for sure.
Yeah. Where you're whipped by a song till you see it live. Yeah. And here's another thing that I wondered about the other night. You know, if a guy like that needs to put a band together, he can do it. And he can get great, great, great players. And he did the other night. I didn't recognize any of these guys except for the two South Africans. He had the South African guitar player and that crazy bumping ass bass player. But the rest of it were guys that I didn't really recognize. There might have been another South African guy in there. He had two guys on drums. One of those might have been one of the South African guys as well. What I don't understand, though, is I know guys like that can attract great players, and it's probably a really good gig for them to go out on the road with Paul Simon and have your playing seen by crowds of 15, 17, 18,000 or whatever. That's probably a really nice gig. And I know he can get really great players, but how do you get these guys who are, A, great players on one instrument, but also play some at least one more instrument and in some cases two that they're just as good at the other yeah yeah they're perfect at three yeah and they're great singers as well and he had several people like that in his band his his main guitar player played guitar but then he turned around and played um played uh one of the string i believe cello or something like that and then played some kind of woodwind horn i promise you and i thought this the last time i saw him that the dudes he has out there on tour with him, they are all thought of as top 15 at whatever their specialty is on the planet. That's the kind of people he gets. Yeah. Uh, at the snap of his fingers. Young, old, whatever, but they are the guys, you know? Yeah. Well, it's one thing to round up a bass player and a guitar player and keyboard player and drummer that are really, really good, but... Quite another to round up a whole slew of guys who can do more than one thing and do all of it great and sing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm... Did, did he do all the Garfunkel stuff? He did a few Garfunkel things. Not a lot. Most of it was from his solo catalog, but there were a few that he did. The encore consists of about five songs, and the bulk of the Garfunkel stuff came there. Did he do Bridge Over Troubled Water? Um, no, did not, that I recall. But man, great show, great show. I am so incredibly glad I went, and if you have the urge to go to some foreign port to see a show and you're thinking about doing that for this one, by all means, do it. Because, as I say, this is probably going to be it. I mean, he's one guy that I think we can take him at his word for that. Mm Mm-hmm. And this show is just tremendous. I may not see a better one all year. Yeah. And I was not expecting that. You were able to enjoy it, even though Mike Soroy was constantly telling you about bats and their makeup. <laughs> they have metal bats, too, which I didn't realize until I got there. Like, were you Mike, a Soroy? It's a slow song, Mike. We don't need that right now. No. Oh, oh you weren't? No. Oh, wow. They, they were both sitting across the way from me. I did ah. spy them, though. Hey, they're easy to spot. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was uh, when there's always a mist of <laughs> drugs. Yeah, it was it was the mist, a but vapor. also I noticed in America, which was the first song, across the way somebody appeared to be standing up and lecturing the crowd on metal bats. 
Okay. And I looked over there and I just thought, okay, there they are. Lecturing section 107 on yes. metal bats. The ticket. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I was coming home from a child sporting event in which I promised the youngin, if he performed well, mm-hmm. that we would stop off and get him something yeah. from GameStop, not beer. Because when it comes to the kids, that's where they want to go. They want to hit up GameStop. Oh, God. Whatever happened to Blockbuster? It's now iTunes. What's a computer? Or Netflix or something like that. So he performed well, and uh, and I told him, I go, look, you can get a game. We'll go in here and get a game, since he did well. So this is the little guy. This is the eight-year-old. And we walk in there, and he goes, I want this. Like, we walked right over to this one section. He pointed to the wall. He goes, I want this. Straight away. Mm-hmm. No I go, looking around any anything else. No. no thought. No nothing. No. I go, that's not a game, buddy. He's like, yeah, I know, but it's the same... <laughs> It's the same price as a game is. And I'm like, okay. And I look at it, and it is a $50 headset. Okay. Because we did the Fortnite segment, remember, a few weeks ago? Mm -hmm. And the just explosion of Fortnite. The $130 million a month game. That's free, by the way. Uh, it's making 130 million. Well, this headset, unbeknownst to me, to video game idiot like myself, this headset allows him to talk to his friends while they're playing. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool, I guess." And then we're driving home, and I'm thinking to myself, "Like an audio headset, a headset like you see a receptionist or Garth Brooks wear." Yeah. Okay. All right, gotcha. Yeah. Microphone included. Yes, you have a full microphone, everything. Gotcha. All right? Okay. And so we went with the cheaper route. Those headsets can run you like 125 bucks. We went with a cheaper set because I really didn't know what I was in for, and I just wasn't comfortable with the whole thing. And as we're driving home, I go, so how does this work? And he's like, don't worry about it. I know how to plug it in and everything. I go, okay. I go, and you're just, you're ta- you and your friends have this figured out where you talk to, I mean, I felt like a freaking 95-year-old man. Asking questions. And I go, well... And you're getting told, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it, (laughs) That's your Herschel Walker. (laughs) Right, it is. (laughs) I go, so, wait, if you can talk to your friends playing Fortnite, can't you talk to anyone? And he goes, yeah, yeah, but I'll only talk to my friends. I go, all right, so I bring it home, and my wife freaks out. Because immediately she's like, oh my god... Do you know the amount of pedophiles that they'll be talking to on a nightly basis that will probably be in our house by day three? And I'm like, no, I don't. But I now I, I'd like to know more about these gaming pedophiles that are going to find out where we live. Hey, you're pretty good at Fortnite. What's your address? Do you have parents? You know? So I was kind of creeped out by it all, but they only do... T- they. They've been, the weirdest thing is to go upstairs and to see my kid, who's little, with a giant headset on, sitting there playing video games. 
And he's sitting there yapping away, and I can hear him up there. And, you know, my buddy's dads, or I guess my buddies who have kids, that he's ta- I'll text him and be like, do you hear your kid talking? Because he says he's playing with him. Yeah, yeah, I hear him. They're, they're playing together right now. And so it's just been weird. It's just been kind of hovering. All right, let me ask you this. Go ahead. While they're wearing these headsets, uh-huh. are they looking at anything or do they have a, a you know, some kind of toggle switch that they're messing around with? Or, or They're or playing what? video games together. They're competing against each other. That's all. And they're looking at the same screen. Okay. All right. Okay. So in, I, I'm with you. Now. Yeah. In Fortnite, there are a hundred people that are playing against each other in every game. Okay. And gotcha. so they're just talking to their friends, yapping with their friends. Theoretically. I don't know how any of this works. Don't worry about it. So then we come in today and Danny's not here and, and uh, Mikey's here, Saroy. And we start having a conversation, and I will let Mike take over. Yeah, from not here. 15 minutes before we sat down to talk, I had a headset on and was playing Fortnite. So I've been into the game for like a couple weeks, right? I absolutely suck. But I only got the headset maybe a few months ago to play a different game because everyone's like, dude, you need it to talk and to work together, and it can actually make you play a whole lot better, right? So Fortnite generally requires this. It's not just some... Uh, it doesn't require it, but... You're either it does help. working blind or you're working together as a team. So you can play as your, by yourself and you don't need a headset because you're not talking to anybody. But generally it's in pairs, duos, or squads, which is four. Okay. So let's say the four of us are going to play. We could all just be running around trying to follow each other or we could be on a headset. Dude, you go there. Go there. Hey, there's a guy right there. I mean, absolutely so you it helps. talk to as many people... Uh, you can talk to your squad, right? Okay, your four. So if we have four actual friends, we all sign up. We join a party on the Xbox or whatever, and then it's just the four of us talking. But if I hit... Well, what are we doing? Are we running around trying to kill bad guys or what? Yes. Trying to kill other people other just people like in the us. Game. They could be anywhere in okay. the world. Okay. Yeah. All right. A hundred real people are playing a hundred real characters. Yeah. Right. So this is something that happened to me like <laughs> maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, right? So I wasn't playing with any friends. I hit play and it puts me in a squad. That's four people. Me plus three people from Sweden, Japan, and South America. Like, I have absolutely no idea who they are, you know? Sometimes there's someone talking like, hey, is anybody on a microphone? And I'll plug in, you know, like, hey, I'm on. And then you can kind of work together with this stranger. And So you'll hear that. Yeah, I'll hear it like through my TV. Yes. Anybody on mic? Anybody on mic? And I'm like, and I I grab my headset. I'm like, yo, I'm on on mic. So I can help or we can work together. I'm Mike. This doesn't sound like Pong, does it, Mike? This ain't Pong anymore, buddy. (laughs) Pong. So about a week ago, right, I'm playing. Oh, God, Pong sounds so great right now. (laughs) And I hear a female voice. Same thing. Anybody on mic? Hello? Hello? And I have the same thing. I plug my thing. I'm like, hey, I'm on mic. Yeah. She's like, all right, cool. She's really good at the game. Yeah. I'm not very good. I've only had it two weeks, so she's teaching me all this stuff. She's like picking up cool weapons and like giving them to me. I'm like, how do you give it to someone? She's like, oh, just hit up on this and... I learned a lot. So it is a tutorial. Like, you, they really can walk you through a lot of things. Dude, you have no idea what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Somebody better than you, and especially yeah. if they're cool, they're not, like, yelling at you because you suck or whatever, which we can get to in a minute because they are going to deal with that. Yeah. But this girl was super helpful. Friendly. Cool. How big are your boobs? <laughs> well, as we... <laughs> Continue, I will assure you there was nothing even close to anything like that. Yeah. So she's like, no, no problem at all. You're great. And then she added me as a friend on Xbox. Wow. Okay, so that's now, I guess if I'm on, she can see that I'm on. I mean, this is how you, quote, make friends, I suppose, within the Xbox world. So we played like three or four games in a row. V- again, very cool. Nothing, 
nothing untoward, I promise you, as I continue by saying, she's like, oh, cool, where do you live at? I'm like, I live in Dallas. I'm like, where do you live? Oh, St. Louis. Cool. Blah, blah, blah. You're on southwest.com. You're (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, tomorrow. Vacation day check. (laughs) Well, I assure you that's not the case because then she asked how old I was. And I'm like, I'm 41. And she's like, whoa. I'm like, well, how old are you? And she's like, guess. I'm like, I don't know, 25? She laughs. I'm like, 20? She says, I'm 12. (laughs) I swear to G, 12. What did you do? Well, I froze and I immediately no. think, wait, am I doing something bad here? That I'm like, no, I'm absolutely this not. Illegal? Like, this girl's really cool. She's very helpful. We're actually having fun playing and, and she did not sound, I mean, I legit guessed 25. Yeah. She didn't sound like it. And I, and now I don't, I'm not real good at my Xbox. So I think every time I get on, she's going to like try to join my party or like. Right. 12. It was the weirdest damn so, thing. Man, you're going to tell her you're too young for me. <laughs> Dude, and I felt like weird since then. I've never had Mikey's, anything close to that. Mikey's waiting for Chris Hansen to come to the door. And, <laughs> yeah. Just Why don't you sit down? Through. We'll talk about this. Her gamer tag was Catfish, St. Louis, <laughs> right. NBC. Did you say, when you when she said 12, did you say, really? Or did you say, oh? or like, I don't know. I think I played it cool. Were you like, what grade's that? Oh. Oh, six? Awesome. Cool, cool. Awesome, yeah. It was bizarre. I'm in 11th grade. But that said, like, I think it's much like don't talk to strangers. I mean, you know, most people aren't out to kidnap or hurt or harm. But boy, you can run into some strange folk playing these games. So when you're on there and you're, let's say you're not talking to your friends, and this is the thing that scares me the most with my, my kids is that they'll hook up with whoever, you know, wherever it may be and then it's not so much that you know the dude from uh, anchorage is going to come over here and abduct my kids mm-hmm. but it's what they're hearing on there and when you get in a random game is it cussing okay fortnite is a little i haven't heard much of that on fortnite specifically but i play rocket league too which is a car racing type thing and dude you will hear i can't even give you the first letters of the words you hear whatever the worst things you can think of screamed called I mean, it's shocking. Like, I'm not offended because I know this is just a spazzing out, like, 15-year-old kid. Yeah. But, dude, they let it rip. And so I'll warn you this. Your kids can and will hear stuff that they have never heard in their life. Right. I don't know. Around that household, I wouldn't be so sure. And what I always wonder if this little kid is spazzing out in his room where his parents are. Like, are you hearing this? And I would imagine if you heard that coming from your kid's bedroom, you would probably go in there and have something to say. Yeah. And I would warn you as well, they can talk to about anyone. And it's randomly... Now, granted, they're going to be talking to some idiot like me who's playing a video game. I don't think that person has malicious intent, but... Right. Yeah. Your wife's right that it can be completely random who they get linked up to. And And all it takes is one. You know, you can talk to any number of guys, but all, all it takes is one. Yeah, I suppose. I don't get that vibe at all, and I've never heard anything. I mean, not inappropriate, yes, but it's just name calling because you weren't good at the game or whatever. Nothing like, I don't know, 
throwing a fishing line out there to try to get somebody's attention. I don't know that that exists. I imagine it does. But, man, it is a wild west when you consider you just throw your name out there yeah. and four people or eight people, depending on the game, or 20 people are all just suddenly linked together and uh, you can say and do whatever you want. I seriously, God. looking back now, I would pay... Ten grand if someone would have had a camera on your face as you're all headsetted up <laughs> when she revealed her age. Just the oh, shock. man. Because after I said awesome. 25, she said no, and I said 20. And when I said 20, that's when I realized, please please be 20. Yeah, or maybe like I'll, 16. I got a little like bit of wiggle. 12. 12. Oh, God. 12. Not even a teenager yet. <laughs> God. And she was so good at the game. That's yeah, another sad are. part that they I'm like, are. the brain power in a 12 year old is just destroying mine. 12. 12. My new friend. Well, there you go. There you go, parents. Careful out there, everyone. You might yeah. be, uh, your kid may be toying a, with a sea cow. A sea cow maybe <laughs> swimming laps around your boat. <laughs> oh, I hear that, and I. So got out of the kid game at the right time. The ticket. All right, we're here with the great Wade Boggs. Um, joining us here live in Tampa. I got to say, you look different in person than you did uh, on the baseball field. And I don't know if it's a facial hair or what, but you look more handsome than I remember you. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. That uh, Well, actually, I'm out of uniform, and, and I wore a tighter uniform uh, when I played than I, than I normally wear clothes. So that's probably the one thing. You look like an extremely handsome version of Tom Kite. Tom Kite. A much, Never. much higher level of, of <laughs> well, handsomeness. Well, I'm sure he's he's a much better golfer than <laughs> I am. That's that's for sure. All right, you're a career a career 300 hitter. You got 3,000 hits, a couple of Gold Gloves. You got to feel like you contributed. When you look back on your career, you got to say, you know what, I did something. Well, I had fun playing. I, I think that when you sit there and 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 try to be the best that you can be to help a a team win these are the things that you need to do you need to get on base driving runs make plays and and things like that and these are just awards that you get once you accomplish something in a sport so uh, when you strive to be the best uh, some people get there and some don't well congrats on uh, making the hall of fame i'm sure that's really been your goal from day one i guess every person's goal that's in the major leagues uh hall of fame yes uh well i just retired last year so uh, it takes five years to, to vote on that. So uh, okay, I, I thought you. I thought I don't know. I thought you retired a, a while back. Um, yeah, it's only been a year. I retired in '99. Uh, okay, you got a World Series ring. Probably could have had a few more if it wouldn't have been for those great Billy Martin-led Yankee teams. But at least you got one. Well, in actuality, when I was there, Billy Martin was in Oakland. So okay, okay. It, it, you have a World Series ring. Yeah, but it, 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 Billy Martin wasn't a manager. Okay. So I never played for Billy Martin. All right. Um, talk about playing with Jim Sunberg. I know in 85 he joined your team, and um, a lot of people locally back in Dallas are, have fond memories of Jim Sunberg. Did you enjoy playing with him? Oh. Catcher? Right. Jim, Jim Sunberg? Right. Uh, I played again. Played with him on an uh, '86 All-Star team, but I never played with him as a teammate. 
Let me take you back to the mid-'80s. You're having a great season as usual. Hit a home run against New York. Billy Martin, who we were talking about early, he protests a home run. You come run out of the dugout freaking out. What's going through your mind when, when he actually protested? And, and um, you got to be thinking, this is the most insane thing I've ever heard of. You got the right bio there? <laughs> Wade Boggs. Yeah. Yeah. And he ended up winning the argument and the, the whole pine tar incident. <laughs> No, that, that that's George Brett. That, that's pine tar. That wasn't me. I wore a lot of pine tar on the bat, but it it I didn't I didn't hit that home run. Who'd you play for? Boston Red Sox. Were you good? You you got my bio there? I thought I did. I'm sorry. I was handed this stuff from the NFL. Oh, everything you've been asking me sounds like you got George Brett's bio there. What do you do now? I'm the batting coach for the Devil Rays. And they're a minor league team for who? Uh, actually, they're a major league baseball team, and they're in the Tampa Bay area. All right. Were you as good as George Brett? You did your homework, didn't you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. How do they give guys like you this job? I don't know. I apologize. Is there anything you'd like to promote? I'd like to promote the Tampa Bay area. That's for sure. That's why I'm here today. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's all I have for you. I appreciate you coming by, and I'm sorry for the mix-up. But Yeah, see if they can get to fax you a different bio next time. I'm sure you were a great player in your uh, day. Appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, thank you, all Mr. Right. Boggs. That was... <laughs> oh, boy. That was the most... I was just sitting over here cringing. Oh, I was, too. Oh, my God. How Man. Did, how did you do that?